politics, pop culture, and a whole bunch of other things that start with the letter P. The Mark Harvard Podcast. Who knew that optimism could sound so sarcastic? Hey, 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 hey! Welcome into the Mark Harvard Podcast. My name is Mark Harvard, and uh, yeah, this is a, it's been a busy week. I've been having to get back in the swing of things. For those that don't know, I was actually, last week, I was in Orlando for a convention, and uh, we, uh, my wife and I, we went down a couple days early, got to do a lot of, uh, a lot of the parks and everything, and it was, it was really an interesting experience being in uh, the theme parks during this time of, uh, of renewed COVID. It was really weird. Um, it was, it was weird. It was not what I expected. So we'll go into that in a little more detail uh, later on. Also, we're going to talk a little bit about a big loss that the entertainment world hit uh, this week, this past week, and the the good friend, our friends over at Taco Bell may have met, may have had a little bit of an issue. Um, they, they they've come up with an idea, and I think they're proving that not all ideas are good ideas. So we'll talk about that in just a little bit as well. Uh, my voice might be a little bit shaky this week. I actually I've got a cold. That's what it comes down to. Um, I've got a cold, and I actually went on Wednesday morning to get it checked out over at the doctor, uh, because in this in this day and age, I'll, okay, let me go back. I actually, I, I lose my voice a couple times a year, and it happens, and it's just one of those things. Um, unfortunately, with a lot of my adult life being in radio, that was not convenient at all, but I ended up making it through, and um Went to the doctor on Wednesday. They they checked me for COVID. I was I was cool because I was thinking oh, I just got off this plane on Friday and you know the incubation period and oh man I hope this isn't COVID. Uh, and I went and they they tested me and nope no COVID just a you know, just sinus issues. So it was the normal thing. It was the thing I always get, but just the optics of what was going on and you know just knowing the world we live in, I felt like I had to do that. Have you ever have you have you had to do that this year? You know, you have to, people, someone in a group, they, they cough and you, you have to immediately clarify, not COVID. I'm good. It's just, I had a tickle in my throat. It's fine. I'm, I'm fine. I'm, I'm good. So, uh, so yeah, I had to go get it checked out and, and, uh, it's just a cold. Most of it was just a sore throat and some, some drainage. And I had a, a real stuffy day on Wednesday and I knew I was going to be around a lot of people that afternoon and evening, so I went ahead and just for their sake got tested, and so I, so if they heard me sniff or heard me cough, I could adamantly say, I'm good, I'm clean, I'm fine, it's it's good. So, um, But yeah, we went down to, my wife and I went down to Orlando for the Experience Conference, and uh, we went down a few days early, and uh, we, I'd never been to, or, to uh, Universal Studios, down there and so we decided to go do that and the first day we got there we got there parks open this is on a Saturday morning park was open we were there and the crowd was nothing we walked on to rides by 10 a.m we were riding our fourth major ride it was so awesome and totally spoiled spoiled me for the rest of the trip because we got there and you know, and, and it was you know we, we we rode the Velociraptor which was amazing or Velocicoaster rather was amazing we did we first day we decided to do all the non Harry Potter stuff and then the second day, and the third day we did all Harry Potter stuff and the crowds were a little more a little more uh, I guess full 
in those areas, but still not too terribly uh, bad. And then the last morning, the the, uh, the on Tuesday, the convention started Tuesday night, and so we decided, okay, that's the day we'll go do the Star Wars stuff over at uh, Hollywood Studios or you know whatever they're calling it this week, uh, Hollywood Studios. And you know, we, my wife and I, we got to go do that. That was the most crowded day of all of it. Was in that in that Star Wars stuff, and we didn't stay long. We and I, I think it's our age catching up with us. Um, it was just me and my wife, and we ended up leaving. The we I don't think we stayed past three thirty any day. Every day we went on back to the room, took a nap, and went and got like we ate dinner over at the resort. And yeah, I mean we're looking at each other like, oh gosh, are we that age now? I mean we rode all the rides we wanted to ride. We 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 didn't like decide it was you know taking a nap is better than this or that it was just okay we're done no, want to go want to go take a nap all right let's go do that so we we took naps and had a vacation out of it it was great um but yeah then we had a great conference the conference was fantastic we got to see a lot, a lot of great worship leaders and and all kinds of stuff got to hang out with uh with some of my friends and um Got to meet up with some folks that I that I usually get to see at a lot of these uh, conventions, and that was fun. That was a lot of fun. Uh, got a lot out of it. It was it was good. The experience conference. If if it, you see it coming up again, I would suggest you go. It was just it was it was a really neat experience conference. <laughs> uh, speaking of cool experiences, um, have you seen this story? This this one came out. Uh, the state of Mississippi has nixed road tests for new driver li- drivers licenses. Yeah, yeah, this can only be a good idea, he says sarcastically. Uh, Young drivers in Mississippi haven't had to worry about one of the most nerve-wracking parts of getting a driver's license for more than a year now because of of COVID. And uh, the Department of Public Safety Commissioner Sean Tyndale says he understands the concerns, and even though part of the reasoning behind scrapping the road test came from social distancing, he said that the road test has been reduced significantly in recent years. So it hasn't been good in a while, but now we're just going to go ahead and just end the facade, I guess. The road test at the time basically consisted of driving around the parking lot and parking a vehicle. So the reality is it wasn't an extensive road test as it once was. And I have a lot of problems with this, with this because he's saying, well, it's not a big change because we haven't done a big one in a long time. Well, that's not better. That's actually worse. When I was growing up, and granted, I get you, this was, you know, what, 25, 30 years ago. Um, I took it in Talladega, Alabama. I took my, my driver's license test in Talladega, Alabama. There was a written test, which was pretty easy. Most people could pass the written. And then you get in the car, and you had to drive out into the, you know, you had roads in Talladega. You had to drive down roads. You had to parallel park, three-point turn. But there was also this weird square in the middle of Talladega. And this square lived in its own universe. It had its own set of rules for everything. And so you had to, it was almost, it was like a, it was like a cross between a roundabout and four four-way stops. It was insane. But you had to navigate this square. And so it was the wor- the perfect storm of issues. And if you could, the, 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 the reasoning was if you could make, make it through this square, okay and not you know not break too many laws then you could handle regular roads so they tested you in worst case scenarios to make sure you were going to be a fit driver and we're going from that kind of thinking to 
Nah, we'll just let them take written. They'll be fine. And a parent basically has to has to sign off on it, saying, yeah, I've written with them. They're okay. Which is, which you know, in this entitled structure, what parent is going to tell their kid, no, you can't have a driver's license? Because that's what it's coming down to, is a parent saying, okay, yeah, you can have it, or no, you can't have it. And how many, you know, upward life parents are going to just say, go ahead and give them the license? I have a huge problem with this, and I feel like I, I feel like this is going to cause more problems down the road than we know, because it's going to cause a lot of kids that don't know how to handle stuff, that don't know how to think outside of their their own box, they're going to not they're going to get out here alone on a road and not know what to do. And I just I have a huge problem with that. And I mean, it's Mississippi. So, I mean, there's the obvious joke there, but I, I have a fear that this is going to to spread. So speaking of spreading, uh, let's talk about TikTok for a second. I have a TikTok account. Um, I don't put out anything crazy. Mostly it's just old guy advice and stuff like that. Go find me. Uh, Mark Harvard over on TikTok. But uh, they've actually done something good. Now, I've had a problem with TikTok for a while. And it was in the very beginning, they had things that went out on TikTok. They obviously did not care about content. Now, in, as they've gotten bigger and bigger, they've been forced to care about content. Uh, they've started cracking down on sexual stuff. They've started cracking down on off-color stuff. And they've started. They've kind of had a guidelines base put into place. And that took care of a lot of my criticisms. Because... My criticisms were, they don't care as long as you post. Well, they've banned a viral challenge that actually encouraged students to steal from their schools. It's, it's known by the hashtag DeviousLick, and they've said that they expect their community to create, to create responsibility online and in real life. That's from the TikTok communications team that I did not know existed. Uh, they say, we're, we're removing content and redirecting hashtags and search results to our community guidelines to discourage such behavior. Be kind to your schools and your teachers. Anyone searching for devious lick will now go to a no results found message and that phrase may be associated with behavior or content that violates our guidelines. So they say schools across the country have reported damage due to this challenge. I'm happy to see this and I know there's another one out there and it's I, I don't even know what the name of it is. I just came across a, a video about how it was being a danger thing. Uh, apparently, there's like this challenge with girl with girls that are, they're bouncing as if they're doing something they shouldn't be doing online, um, and it's a takeoff of an of an animation from a video game or something. And TikTok has been trying to take that down as well. So I'm happy to see some sort of of guidelines going into TikTok because as popular as it is, and I understand that's the allure for younger people is that they want that new. Uh, platform that's unregulated. They want to be, you know, and they'll, and they'll say it's for creativity, but frankly, they just want to be able to do what they want to do and not be told no. So as it gets more popular, there's going to be more regulations and guidelines, and we'll see how far that drives people away from TikTok. But I am personally happy to see that we've got these these guidelines put into place. Uh, one more piece of, of things that I I, I think we're, we're, man, we're flying too close to the sun here, Icarus. Um... Taco Bell is now going to test a monthly subscription service. Yeah, I know. Customers pay five to ten bucks a month for a taco lover's pass. Get some one of a variety of tacos every day for 30 days. 
Panera is also trying out subscriptions, including a monthly plan that gives you a free cup of coffee every day. So if you're one of these people that goes by Taco Bell every day and wants a taco. Okay, first off, who goes to Taco Bell and gets one taco? I mean, that's what? That's two bucks for a taco? Maybe? Nobody goes there. I mean, you get, you get the big box. If you're going to go to Taco Bell, go to Taco Bell. Earn the stomach distress. Don't just make your stomach a little queasy for a few minutes and then move on. You go all out, then you don't want Taco Bell for like another two weeks. That's how you do Taco Bell. Come on, Taco Bell. Oh, man. When we get back, we're going to talk about how the uh, world of entertainment lost a very uh, bright star uh, over the past week. And also, movies made after Broadway plays. You would think people had learned their lesson, but apparently they haven't. Stick around. More to come right here on the Mark Harvard Podcast. Don't forget, this week's uh, program brought to you in part by All Things New Counseling Services. That's right. Our friends uh, Charmin and the gang over at All Things New, give them a call, 205-765-9155. They can help out. If you're having issues with any sort of uh, depression, any sort of anxiety, if you're uh, if you're you need somebody to talk through some things with, they can help you out. Um, therapy is not something that's that's uh, that, that's got any sort of taboo on it or, or is any sort of uh, any sort of uh, stigma with it. Uh, therapy is something that's really a good thing sometimes. And Charmin and her team there can really help you out. They're Christian counselors. It's all things new counseling services. Give them a call. 205-765-9155. Five, all things new counseling services and tell them you heard about them right here on the mark harvard podcast stick around gang more coming up the mark harvard podcast We are so happy to have all things new counseling services as a member of the Mark Harvard Podcast family. Now, here's the thing. Life is not always easy. There are times when things change. We have to kind of adjust with that accordingly. And life can sometimes be overwhelming and frustrating, downright messy. If you're in one of these seasons in life, you need to call all things new counseling services. They will come alongside you. They'll offer you strength, encouragement, and hope in the confines of a safe and therapeutic environment. Listen, I've known counselor Sharman Rutherford for a while now, and she is amazing and an amazing resource for people that need a little help getting through some of those valleys in life. So give them a call, 205-765-9155, or go by their website, All Things New counselingservices.com and tell them you heard about them right here on the Mark Harvard podcast. You know, it's hot outside right now, but pretty soon you're going to be retreating inside and you're going to want to make sure that the air in your house is as clean as possible. And our buddies over at Excalibur Services can help you with that. They can help check your indoor air quality as well as your HVAC system. Air pollution can have a lot of negative effects on your home and your health if it's not properly maintained. And you need to entrust the experts to keep your home safe with the prompt professional attention that you deserve. Protect your HVAC system and improve your home's air quality and your family's health by calling Excalibur Services, 205-718-8688, 205-718-8688, and tell them you heard about them right here on the Mark Harvard Podcast. Find us on Facebook, Instagram, and online at markharvardcreative.com. The Mark Harvard Podcast.
We are back. Don't forget, the show brought to you in part by the gang over at Excalibur Services. They are your your home for HVAC uh, needs. They're the people you need to call to make sure that your 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 home's air is clean and cool. And also, if you need to get set up a service plan, it's time for my house to get serviced uh, and get the HVAC all cleaned out, get ready for the fall. They can help you out. 205-718-8688. 205-718-8688 for Excalibur Services. Man, thanks for joining this week. Episode 34. Man, how did we get this many? I don't know. I don't know. So we lost this week a, uh, a bright star in the entertainment world. It's Norm MacDonald. I was really surprised to hear this. Norm made a big deal about keeping his uh, his health stuff private. And it was a nine-year battle with cancer, his management announced. Famous for his time on SNL. His movie Dirty Work is hilarious. Now, this is a guy that he was never really afraid of a lot. You know, he did stand-up. He was on night show, night, you know, all the night late-night talk shows and all that. They would bring him on if they knew they were going to have a boring guest that they kind of had to have on. They'd have Norm on as well. And he would actually cause the funny stuff in the interview. There's a, there's an interview going around, actually, of him on an old Conan O'Brien show. And uh, Courtney Thorne Smith was actually the guest. And she was coming on promoting some movie where she was going to be on it with Carrot Top. And the, the interview was going to be a just complete dud, but they had Norm on. And Norm heckled the interview for most of the interview. I mean, even down to where she said the name of the movie at the very end was Chairman of the Board, and Norm asked if it was spelled B-O-R-E-D. Yeah, he was never afraid to, to you know, tweak the nose of somebody and and really just get out there. Uh, I thought he was one of the best uh, SNL um, Weekend Update correspondents of all time, right behind Dennis Miller. So, yeah, he, he's going to be remembered for his comedy, but uh, he was also a Christian and spoke regularly about his faith. He said, Scripture Faith, grace, Christ, glory of God, he tweeted in 2017. Smart man says nothing is a miracle. I say everything is. He also bristled up, uh, bristled at one up-and-coming comedian's attempt to roast Christianity. He said, I think if you're going to take on an entire religion, you should maybe know what you're talking about. And this was as a judge on a talent show. And, you know, frequent guest at late night shows. His jokes kept both the audience and the host guessing. Never quite sure where or how the laughs were going to land. Um... I think his my one of my favorite things. You know, he they do all these uh, celebrity roasts now. That's like the big thing. And he was at the roast of Bob Saget, and it was hilarious because he purposely bombed. Like he made awful jokes, dad jokes, the entire time. And it wasn't until the very end that the audience caught on because the audience hardly laughed. But it was like he was trying to make everyone in the room horribly uncomfortable with how bad he was doing, and he was doing it on purpose. It was so hilarious. So, yeah, Norm MacDonald, comedic genius, and uh, gone uh, due to cancer at the age of 61. Man, that, that's going to be one that is going uh, to hit with a, lot, with a lot of people. Because, you know, I, he was one of my favorites growing up. Him, uh, Dana Carvey, uh, Dennis Miller. I still like Dennis Miller. He's hilarious. Um, some of the, those are some of those comedians that kind of stick with you. I think the younger crowd is going to remember the Dane Cooks and the uh, the Dave Chappelle's and all that. But um, yeah, that that's one that, that hit me out of the blue. I wasn't ready for that one. That was a rough day. I was coming home, uh, rather coming back from lunch, and I heard about that one day, and uh, it was just, oh man, that stinks. 
because I would still go see him like to this week uh, if I if he came through town. Good stuff, man. That life uh, cut short, man. Cancer is not uh, is not is not anybody's friend. I can tell you that much. So. If you're like me, you, I'm, I'm trying to get back to being healthy. I lost a bunch of weight during COVID. I, not because of COVID. I actually was asymptomatic when I had COVID. But uh, while I was home, I had a lot of time. And so my wife and I really started eating well. We started, you know, exercising, walking a lot and all that. And I dropped like 60 pounds. And I've gained about 20 of those pounds back in the last four months or so. So my wife and I have decided to get back on back on the uh, the track again and we got our fitness watches on we're wearing them and all that and trying to match our our step goals for the day and all that and you know they, they have you on this 10,000 step goal which we now already know now that that's just an arbitrary number somebody pulled out of their tail so now they're saying that 7,000 steps should do the trick now a new study has shown that middle-aged people who take at least 7,000 steps a day were 50 to 70% less likely to die in the following decade. So 70 so 7000 steps a day, right? If you're on if you work at a, you know, a desk job, that's probably going to be a little tougher than normal. Man, I remember back when I was gosh, right before Jenny and I got married, we were doing this a lot trying to lose weight for the wedding and all that, and I was knocking out 10,000 steps before I went to work in the morning because I would go running. I was I was big into running for a while. And I was running like a 5K every single morning. Now, gosh, there's no way it could happen. But uh, I was getting out and running a 5K every morning. So I was knocking out 10,000 steps before I got in the shower. Now I'm having to fight to get to 7,000 steps, to be honest with you. Because I do a lot of work behind a desk, got a computer and all that. So even that's going to be a challenge. But apparently they're saying 7,000 steps, that's uh, that's going to do it for us. So we're, we're good. Also... Yesterday, my wife and I, let me switch gears here, my wife and I, we drove past uh, an old mall uh, in the Birmingham area. We drove past Brookwood Mall. Now, if you're from the Birmingham area, you know Brookwood Mall has had a weird history. It was the old mall that everybody went to, and then it got really run down, and so they, they basically rebuilt the mall, and it became the fancy schmancy mall. It was the one that had a had a Gus Meyer in it, and it had all these, you know, fancy stores and everything in it, and it was it was huge. This was around mid two thousands that they redid it. So, over the last decade, stores have started pulling out of the mall, and this was a mall that had it had a big old food court, but also had a lot of big fancy restaurants outside, like a fancy Italian place, a fancy Mexican place, a fancy bar and grill. I mean, these are like places you would take girls on dates if you want to impress them sort of places. Um, and those have slowly but surely started to close. And the mall has started emptying out. And then finally, the two anchor stores have announced that they're leaving. This mall is dead. And the final death blow came when Chick-fil-A announced they were pulling out. It was the oldest Chick-fil-A location in the area. And they when, when Chick-fil-A can't make it, it then that's it, pack it up, you're done. So shopping malls have been doing fairly well over the summer as the vaccine drew people out. This is on a nationwide scale, and people have wanted to go where they couldn't during the height of the pandemic. But here comes colder weather. Virus variants start to throw a wet blanket on things. So will you and your neighbors go to the mall this holiday season? That's the big question. Or are you going to go back to Amazon or online shopping? How comfortable are you out there? This is a question being asked by the Wall Street Journal. 
I think that uh, people are going to stick with with the Amazon. I've actually already started. I've got about maybe a quarter of my Christmas shopping already done. Just because I'm, you know, I'm I'm the type of person that if I see something at a store and it reminds me of someone, I'm going to go ahead and buy it and just put it away. I've, you know, I've I've got you know a couple of uh, presents for different people that I, just, I over the course of the year I saw and I was like they would like that, and so I grabbed it. I don't I don't really I mean there's always a giant push in December because I realize oh don't have anything for that person better take care of that, but uh, for the most part I'm I'm in good shape for at this point. I think people are going to go back to Amazon though. Because I think they saw how easy and how not stressful it was to fight the crowds. And also with all these variants popping up, it's just safer, you know? Who needs to go back to the mall for that? I'm also seeing a lot of stores are actually giving their giving their uh, their staff Black Friday off now. We're going to be closed Black Friday. Don't even try. We're done. I think I saw Walmart was doing that. I could be wrong. Don't test me on that. But I believe Walmart was saying that they were going to be closed on Black Friday which I absolutely applaud. So what do you think? Are you done on malls? Or are you going to go try trekking back out there? I don't know. There's a number of malls in the Birmingham area that people used to go to, but they don't anymore. Uh, the Galleria is one. That is, I think, is a, it's, it's not quite Brookwood Mall desolation, but the Galleria in Hoover is starting to really... They had a couple of shootings and some violent stuff out there, and I think people have really started to kind of eh, think twice about going out there. I don't know. What do you think? Uh, you can send me a, an email, mark at markharvardcreative.com. You can also leave a message over on the Facebook page or the Instagram page and send me a direct message or you know any kind of feedback is, uh, is fine. This is some troubling news that uh, I feel like there's a... We've been warned on this, but we're doing it anyway. And I don't think because we can is an adequate reason anymore. Uh, in the growing category of why... Are we doing this? Scientists are working to bring the woolly mammoth back from extinction. And a new round of funding, $15 million worth, could lead to restoring the species or at least creating an elephant-mammoth hybrid. Why are they doing this? They say the mammoths could, would knock down trees and thus help restore the Arctic grasslands, which some other scientists say is not a good idea because it probably wouldn't work. Your immediate thoughts? What do you think? And yes, I am also humming the Jurassic Park theme because I feel like there's been a number of movies that have warned us against doing this. I mean, they went, the mammoth went extinct. There was a reason. Let them go. Also, I mean, you can't say that these things that we don't have any experience training are going to do what we want them to do. You know? They could knock down trees, but they could also take over the planet. You know? I... We know better than this. Come on, science. We 100% know better than this. And finally, before we get out of here, um, one thing we also know better than, a new trailer dropped this week for Steven Spielberg's West Side Story remake. Uh, It's getting a big Oscar uh, buzz, and now we've got a first glimpse. Here's my thing, though. Since when have, and Hollywood keeps pushing this, I don't know why, making movies out of musicals. It has worked a couple of times. I will give you that. Les Mis, although the the, the way too close camera angles bugged me, and then there was also um, Russell Crowe's performance, which was awful. Um, but other than that, it was great. Um, Rent was good. The remake of the movie remake of Rent was good. But since then, we've had so many bombs. 
for movies that were not, that, they're not translating well. Cats, Dear Evan Hansen's getting awful reviews. So why do we think we need more of these? West Side Story is getting a, you know, Steven Spielberg, so there's a big name attached to it. Um, why do we think this is a, a good idea? Hollywood is banking on musicals these days between this and the adaptation of In the Heights from Lin-Manuel Lin Miranda. Uh, I mean, there's Chicago, Moulin Rouge. Those have done well, uh, but those were also wild. Play them wrong, you get a Cats or a Dear Evan Hansen. Lately, the, 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 uh, the pattern has not been great for these things. So, I don't know. Come on, Hollywood. You need to kind of figure this out and... And uh, guess back where we're supposed to be. You know, let's go back to original movies, original premises. Let's just do that. How about that? Yay. <laughs> oh, that does it for us. Um, tune in next week. I'm excited about next week's show. We've got a guest next week, Justin Dean. Now, Justin Dean, I've met him through a few uh, conferences over the years. And super cool guy. Super cool guy. He'll be on to talk about his time as a PR guy for Mars Hill Church. Now, Mars Hill Church, if you, uh, it's getting a lot of buzz lately because some information has come out, news has come out regarding the fall of Mars Hill Church and that culture that was surrounded there. Very mega church, very, very, I guess, outgoing pastor. And then it all came crashing down. He's going to give us his inside perspective on that whole situation. That's uh, Justin Dean next week on the podcast. In the meantime, you guys have a fantastic week. And I will see you later. It's the Mark Harvard Podcast, and I'm out! The Mark Harvard Podcast. Old Horde Lumiere Candle Company has been with the Mark Harvard Podcast since the very beginning. And let me tell you how happy we are. You can get all kinds of scents, guys, to make your house smell great. And they aren't just your frou-frou floral stuff. Guys can get candles like bourbon or leather, and they come in these really cool glass containers. Check them out. Everything they've got is at owlcandlecompany.com. And tell them I sent you. It's Old World Lumiere Candle Company.